Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. for a look back on today's match. This is the Full-Time Report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United, The Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and Piedmont, an official healthcare provider of Atlanta United. The home for MLS in Atlanta, sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Atlanta United hangs four goals on statistically the best defensive team in Major League Soccer, Chicago Fire. They get a 4-1 win this evening here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, a winless streak in MLS that spanned almost the entire month of April is now over. Atlanta United unbeaten in their last 12 at home. They set a season high in league plays in goals scored. Hat trick for Ronaldo Cisneros. A lot of good things. The unfortunate side note, and it's more than really a side note, is the uh, apparently severe left leg injury to Miles Robinson, which was suffered in the first half. But Gonzalo Pineda said something to Jillian Sakovitz in the post-match interview on TV. He liked the way that Atlanta United stepped up to honor their captain with the way they responded and they scored three unanswered goals after Miles Robinson got hurt. Yeah, look, it's what you have to do. I, I mean, you know, Miles has only been the captain for a couple of weeks after Brad gets hurt and those guys don't want their teammates to to struggle and, and not play well. I mean, they're living and dying with these results once, once they get past the initial phase of the injury. Like, it, it's they don't want it to be a problem for the team they want their teammates to go and play i mean for somebody like alex dijon you know the door doesn't open if the injury doesn't happen but alex has to take full advantage of it and, and play well and he did and he's going to be called upon i would assume for a little while now as george campbell's working back from injury it, it's it's just the nature of professional sports and, and it's brutal and it's hard and this has been more brutal and harder than anything i can remember with the serious injuries that Atlanta United's dealing with and, and all different kinds of things. And, you know, it's it's just it's difficult to deal with. I was worried initially because the team looked rattled and they should have been rattled. But they snapped out of it fairly quick, to be honest. They really did. And, and you saw that second goal especially. It's a play where Ibarra wins one back in the midfield and they go forward quickly moreno slips in hosechu puts on a dangerous dangerous shot cisneros blasts at home and atlanta gets back on the front foot it's so hard to do and it's a credit to the leadership on the field at that time and it's a credit to all the work that this coaching staff puts in to build the whole squad not just one player or two players or three players everybody and they all feel like they're part of it and everybody who played tonight contributed that's the good news, but now you've got to move on quickly because you've got an Open Cup match Wednesday night in Nashville, and between now and Wednesday, you'll have to evaluate where George Campbell is, and you're going to have to formulate a plan. You have New England coming in here a week from tomorrow. Um, we will go through the possible lineup uh, changes that could be coming for Atlanta United as a result of this Miles Robinson injury later in the full-time report. But let's start with the man of the match brought to you by Heineken. The fastest hat trick scored in Atlanta United history. It took 36 minutes for Ronaldo Cisneros to score his three goals this evening. When you score a hat trick, you're automatically the man of the match in my book. Actually, technically, uh, Johannes has questioned Opta on this, and Cisneros' hat trick is the second fastest by a minute 
Joseph against Orlando September of 2017 was faster time-wise. In terms of length of time it took? Yes. Okay, so earliest hat trick i, I, I think see i see what said. opta is yes. saying fastest from the start of a match yes. johannes is saying three goals sequentially fastest yes. was joseph martinez yes uh, all right well hey um congratulations to both but uh, the one thing i liked about cisneros after the hat trick yeah. look atlanta united leading by a 3-1 score line in the second half totally affects the match state you don't have to do as much it was good to see Cisneros going back into the midfield and doing work we'll get more thoughts on that in a moment Ronald Cisneros the man of the match brought to you by Heineken Gonzalo Pineda I am told is at the podium approaching the podium, approaching the podium. he's very very okay. close all right well um that's what we're being told false alarm there uh do you have any thoughts on Cisneros and the work he did and uh, okay hold on he's there now okay my goodness here we go normally I hate to, to do double sub on the same player like he comes in and then come out so I apologize to to see him just limping on the field and I think it can cause the team so I normally don't do that but uh, it was uh, for a reason uh, and then on the turf no I'm not an expert I don't know uh, if the turf can cause injuries or not I'm not the expert maybe you have to to ask some experts on that regard and the sport, the sports science training staff, no concerns about any anything that they're doing or not doing. No, we have a very good sports science. We measure everything. We reflect on everything we do. I think they do a very, very good job. Their standard is very high, and uh, obviously we will check again. But I don't think there's anything particularly different to what we're doing uh, compared to last year or even in years before. It's been very similar. So obviously we're gonna check for anything, but I don't think is the case. And you said an MRI on Robinson, is that for his Achilles tendon or his knee? Yes. Or his Achilles tendon? Yes. Okay. Um, the offense it looked purposeful, it looked quick uh, tonight, a lot of passing and moving, a lot of, of attacking spaces. Is that what you've been trying to, to get them to execute the past few weeks? And tonight it just all kind of came together? Probably I'm going to ask you back, like, do you think what's so different from the last few games, do you I do. think? Yeah. I think that there was a lot less dribbling, a lot more passing and moving, a lot of, of running into space behind the lines. Yeah. Uh, I think the game manifested like that, but I don't think there was a lot of dribbling in the last few games. I think it was more the lack of clinical, uh, you know, precision in the in the finishing, because I think there have been games like Cincinnati, we create way more chances on goal, uh, similar this one to other games in terms of expected goals, possession, final third entries, through balls, crosses, chances, shots, like the stats says it was a very similar game to the last few, it's just today we had the fortune to score the goals and to be clinical, uh, but I don't think there was anything particularly different to what we try every weekend. Well, uh, Jason and I certainly agree with that sentiment from Gonzalo Pineda. We'll, we'll try to get more from him in a moment. But Alex DeJohn is also in the Atlanta United dressing room. He's put the headset on, and he joins us now on the full-time report. Alex, thank you so much for your time. Um, take me through your emotions watching what happened to Miles Robinson and pretty much instantly going into the mode where you know you're going to have to come into this match. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's really tough to see, um, obviously – Miles is one of our our best players, one of our leaders, and uh, the whole team's behind him. And it's it's tough to see. Uh, my reaction right away was I knew that something happened, something bad happened, so I had to get up and get ready. It's more trying to mentally push that aside while you're trying to prepare to just enter a game that's at 100% a speed. So um, it's tough to, to separate that, but but you have to. So I was just ready to go. Alex, the the team looked shaken after the injury and understandably so obviously i mean that's your captain so you would expect that reaction uh and it felt like it took a few minutes and really this is narrows his second goal felt like it steadied you guys did you feel the same way out there on the pitch that it, it did take a moment for the team to collect itself um a little bit you know that's part of the game you're going to put in situations where you're under pressure you're defending things might not be going your way you just got to deal with those moments you got to fight through it you got to defend as a team you got to sacrifice in the box both both ends so i think that that goal from um ronaldo that second goal really 
allowed us to settle in and, and, and get back to keeping possession and, and passing and moving, you know, which we were really good at today. Yeah, you guys were very comfortable building out of the back. You slip right in there with Alan Franco. You haven't played a whole lot with Alan outside of a training pitch, correct? Yeah, um, pro probably not too much, but, you know, I make it a point for myself that even though I'm not on the pitch, I'm, I'm at training every day, pushing, pushing the group, pushing myself, trying to get better every day, um, you know, and I just got to prepare myself for when at times like this, when things happen like this, that I'm ready to go. So, um, you know, I think me and Alan got a little bit of an understanding today. Um, he's a great player. He's easy to play alongside, so it was easy to slip right in there. Yeah, it felt like the two of you bonded really quickly on the field, and the midfield in front of you, especially held down by Ibarra, and Osetsu shut down a lot of Chicago's attacks, just making it comfortable. Yeah, it's crucial. It's crucial for those guys to be in there breaking up plays, um, being part of the build. They're one of our most important guys, and just having patience on both sides of the ball, like I said, defensively, offensively. Um, and, yeah, like I said, breaking up plays. It's it's easy to play alongside guys like this and, uh, and a team like this when we're all clicking. Alex, what's the mood down there? I, I hear the music in the background. I mean, you've obviously won 4-1. This this feels so odd, right? Like you've had a major injury to your captain, and at the same time, the performance today was outstanding. What's the mood of the team? Um, yeah, you know, it's obviously some it, – it's bittersweet. You know, we lost a lot today to get this win. Um, obviously, the guys are buzzing off the win, but, you know, we're all pulling for miles and, and hoping it was, it's a speedy recovery for him. Um, but other than that, you know, it's next man up. Keep going. We got to bounce back. We got a game on Wednesday in the Cup, which is going to be a final. You know, we want to make a run at this uh, U.S. Open Cup and win it. So it's important to kind of, you know, get mentally prepared for that and ready to go. And, Alex, how are you doing? I know uh, you, you had a little uh, injury issue there in the second half. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, all good. Just a little knock, but uh, okay. nothing's going to hold me back. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look good. It didn't look comfortable. So no, I'm glad it definitely you're wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're I, – hey, you played with a broken elbow, so, uh, you know, anything uh, can't be as bad as that. Oh, but yeah, it's going to take me a lot to get me off that. <laughs> I, I bet. Uh, Alex, hey, great job in an unusual spot, and we'll look forward to seeing you Wednesday night in thank, Nashville. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. All right, that's Alex DeJohn, who came and really did a great job for Atlanta United. And, and, you know, one thing that we didn't get a chance to ask Alex about, but one thing that I think he deserves a lot of credit on – Atlanta United did have to defend a couple set pieces yeah. after Miles went off. Who was and going up and winning them? Alex DeJohn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I thought he was very good in the air today yeah. for Atlanta United. It's mentality, and it's something Gonzalo Pineda has talked about consistently during this. You know, everything is about, well, how are you defending set pieces, and what's the tactic, and why don't you do this, why don't you do that? And it is down to mentality at the end of it where you just have to go up and make a play. And, and Alex DeJohn – made a lot of plays he went into traffic he won headers he put his body on the line he was outstanding coming in cold off the bench early didn't take him too long to get going really really impressive and that's why you have veterans in the team and Gonzalo Pineda last year talked about Alex DeJohn and the quality that he brought knowing that he wasn't going to see the field a whole lot knowing that Pineda had kind of settled on how the way he was going to play who he was going to play but he made sure multiple times late last season to credit Alex DeJohn for the work that he puts in. And you saw it today on the pitch. I'm so happy for Alex to get that kind of performance under his belt. Not insignificant either, in my opinion, Jason. Throughout the month of January and February, Alex DeJohn was the starting center back for this team in the preseason. Now, that's because Miles Robinson was busy obviously in World Cup qualifying. Alan Fraca was dealing with some stuff, mm -hmm. and they knew that he would be suspended for the first mm -hmm. uh, league match because of the, the send-off he had in the playoffs against New York City. So there again, never undervalue the importance of these preseason matches just from a chemistry and continuity standpoint. <laughs> Alex DeJohn was the first-choice center back for training camp and for a lot of the preseason well, that turns out to be beneficial now in an obviously unfortunate situation. Oh, where you have to be go back in. to the, the day in Guadalajara against Celayo where because of a false positive yeah. COVID test, Alex DeJohn very early in preseason had to go 90 and gutted it out. He was struggling at the end of that. 
But those are the kinds of things that earn respect, and those are the kinds of things that earn this call, and that's why you deliver that kind of a performance. Statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Match state does affect this a little bit. It was very heavily tilted towards Atlanta United at halftime. Atlanta United conceded more possession in the second half. So shots were 16-14 to 14 Atlanta United. Shots on target 7-2 Atlanta United. Possession 61-39 Atlanta United. Key passes 13-8 Atlanta United. Expected goals 1.86 to 1.3 Atlanta United the corners were 4-3 Chicago and you know it, honestly one area that I thought could have hurt Atlanta United today was not a lot of fouls being called turns out it doesn't really matter for Atlanta United today uh, as um, uh, Atlanta committed eight fouls Chicago seven didn't matter though. Yeah, and Rami Tuchon generally calls about twenty-seven yeah. a game, and they're just, they weren't there. No, I thought he he did a nice job today. I yeah, I did this too. Very very, very well managed match by Rami Tuchon. So that's the statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official healthcare partner of Atlanta United. More to come in a moment. We'll hear more from Atlanta United's dressing room. We'll have the highlights as well coming up after this. Four-one Atlanta United over Chicago Fire here on the full time report on Sports Radio ninety-two-nine. The game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio 92.9, the game. Chicago, Saturday in the park. A walk in the park for Atlanta United today. The easiest pick of music for the full-time report ever. I think it was the fourth of goals that Atlanta United, well, I'll be drinking a fourth maybe later tonight, but they did score four goals. Oh, yes, I will be. (laughs) 4-1 win over Chicago Fire. Let's go downstairs. Andrew Gutman now is at the podium. Today. So arguably the biggest problem facing the team right now is all the injuries. But you guys, like you said, clicked. So what's the balance like for that? How are you balancing injuries versus your performance like today? Yeah, I mean, with what happened and what's happened over the year is something that, you know, I've personally never seen before in my life. Um, but it's kind of just that next man up mentality. Um, you know, when Miles went down today, I thought Alex stepped in and was unbelievable it seemed like he didn't even miss a beat so we have a really deep squad and we're gonna have to utilize it this year and I think we'll we'll still be very good so defensively um just kind of how what was y'all's mindset especially during the second half just knowing that you're gonna have to kind of adjust um and just being able to limit them to that only shot really um at the beginning of the game yeah we talked about it um you know, it was very important for us to get the next goal. I feel like if they would have scored, it would have been 3-2, and maybe the momentum would have switched. Um, you know, so we talked about at halftime how we just have to close the game out, um, continue to play how we've been playing and, and not give them any chances, and I felt like we did that. I felt like a lot of our attackers were also helping back on defense, which was which was a big help, and then, you know, the guys in the back line did, did a fantastic job, and we closed it out. Andrew, when you have someone come in like Alex did in the 16th, obviously 
communication changes, and you, it's a literally you're having to adjust on the fly. What, what are the conversations like out there in a moment like that to make sure that you're all on the same page immediately because you're in the middle of the match? Yeah, I think it's just getting Alex a, a few touches as quick as we can, get him comfortable. But, you know, I think Alex is, you know, a top professional. I think he's always ready for his opportunity. He he never takes anything for granted. He's always, you know, listening to the game plan as if he was going to be starting that game. And, you know, today he, he came in and he was very confident on the ball. He was talking. He was organizing. And, honestly, he didn't skip a beat. And I thought he was, you know, fantastic. There you go. All right, How does it feel oh. when you see a player like Ronaldo have such a big game tonight uh, where he's only had one goal in the league so far? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's always an adjustment period when a team come, or a player comes into a new league. But in training, this guy works unbelievably hard. Um, you know, I've seen him break out in training for a couple goals in a training session. And, you know, I had a feeling that he was going to get a goal. I didn't think he was going to get three goals. But uh, he ended up getting one, two. And then I felt like the third one was for sure coming. So... Super happy for him, and I think you're going to see him score a lot, a lot more goals. I'll tell you who else is going to score a lot more goals, and it's going to be Andrew Goodman. I, I don't yeah. know what more he has to do to open his yeah. account because he has been really, really close and had another glorious opportunity today. Uh, but Andrew Goodman speaking after his team's 4-1 to win over Chicago Fire this evening here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Great set of questions from the, uh, the UGA students. There. Yes, yeah, uh, the Grady School of Journalism. They had a... A bunch of students here today, and uh, those were great questions. Of course, I'm, i got to give a shout-out to my, my folks from Athens. Come on. Yeah, uh, and John Nelson also. Yes, yes, not a UGA student, not from Athens. And could never pass as one either. <laughs> no, <me>. no. Definitely. <laughs> Leave John, that one alone. John, John Nelson walking around <laughs> campus in Athens would stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and I say that with, with uh, you know, the most respect. I love John, obviously. But, yeah, you're not going to confuse him for a UGA student, that's for sure. All right. Um, let's get to the highlights. And, and, again, we're having a lot of fun here because Atlanta United was a 4-1 winner today. Obviously, again, it, it, it very bittersweet because of the injury to Miles Robinson. And maybe you are just now getting to your cars and you did not hear uh, Gonzalo Pineda's opening remarks. But the, the latest we have on Robinson is that he's going to have an MRI on his Achilles tendon. Um, so all you have to do now is just kind of uh, hope that the MRI comes back positively uh, for Miles Robinson. But it certainly did not look good. Let's get to the highlights now. Five goals scored in this match. The first one in the third minute, and it was a beautiful team goal by Atlanta United, converted by Ronaldo Cisneros. Lennon throwing it to the right corner of the 18 to Almada. Then it is Josetu sweeping it back to the halfway line where it's Franco sending it down the middle to Abara. Squared out to the near touchline, Josetu. Now Almada combining with Aruju in the middle of the park. Down the middle for Moreno to Aruju to Cisneros. Top of the 18. Dribbles. Shoots. Off the crossbar and in. Score! Ronaldo Cisneros on a Beautiful team goal for Atlanta United. We're less than three minutes into the match, and it's 1-0. Feels like that goal was about a week ago, but yeah. <laughs> so much has happened since. Uh, really well worked. And early on in the game, it felt like there were three or four sequences in the first five minutes or so where the team's in tight spaces, passing, just pinging passes around very quickly, playing out of trouble. This time Cisneros gets the opening and blasts it off the underside of the bar. Watching the replay of it, I it, it, it's certainly not an own goal, obviously. No, no, it's frame, a deflection. But, but when I said it went off the crossbar and in, I think what deflected it into the crossbar was Wyatt Omsberg. I yeah, think I, yeah. I think he did get a, just a, a tiny deflection. It's a on little it. touch, but it, it's not. It's nowhere near an own goal because no, it is on no, frame. No, uh, assist to Arujo and Moreno on that. And uh, again, for Araruju, that was his first assist of the year for Moreno. It's his team leading third assist. Marcelino Moreno leading the team in assists. Marcelino Moreno, team leader in assists. That was his third. 1-0 Atlanta United at that point. Chicago, though, finds the equalizer. And, and you got the feeling, oh, boy, here we go again. Another uncleared corner that got recycled and found its way into the back of the net. It happened in Montreal last week, and it happens here in the 11th minute from Chinanzo 04. 
Jordan Shakiri in the near corner to send this in as they attack the goal to our left. It's 1-0 Atlanta United in the 10th minute. Chicago 25th league and corners taken. Tuchan blows his whistle. Shakiri with hands on hips. Now Tuchan having a word with Franco Abara near the penalty spot. He'll step away. Blow his whistle again. Shakiri sending it to the front post and it's punched by Bobby Shuttleworth. Out into the midfield where it goes to Federico Navarro. Now it is bounced into the near corner to Shakiri. Sends a cross in and Chicago scores with 04. And they equalize in the 11th minute. Chinanzo O4's first goal of the season. Just recycled set piece. It's it's initially dealt with pretty well, but they don't clear their lines. Chicago is able to pick out Shakiri, the last person you want with the ball in the final third with the opportunity to pick out a teammate, and he does. And it's 1-1 at that stage, and then it looks like it's going to get worse. Yes, because Miles Robinson suffers the Achilles injury, has to be stretchered off, as we discussed with Alex DeJohn. Atlanta United obviously shaken, and understandably so, not making any commentary on that. You would definitely understand. But they got the sea legs back in the 27th minute when Ronaldo Cisnero scored this goal to put Atlanta United ahead for good. Federico Navarro out to Moreno on the far touchline. He'll dribble on Ivanov again. He'll fake to the left, to the right, back to the left. And we'll leave it back now to Abara, who strikes it to center circle to Hosatu. Now they play down the middle to Araruju, and it tips off his boots, unfortunately, to Miguel Angel Navarro. The counter, though, is stopped, and here is Hosatu coming down the middle, ahead to Moreno, left corner of the 18, back through to Hosatu, a shot, save, rebound, score! Cisneros again! And Atlanta United back in front in the 27th minute of what has been an extremely eventful match. You heard a little of the back and forth there. The turnover happened. Chicago wants to break. Franco Ibarra stuffs it, wins it back, and that's what sparks the attack. And this is something that we've talked about with Luis Araujo rejoining the group now. We've talked about how Gonzalo Pineda worked with how Atlanta United presses off the ball when they lose possession something we saw from day one of preseason lost a little bit of it when Araujo was out but it has picked up these last two weeks and the other thing that makes that even more impactful is Ibarra in the midfield mm -hmm. because he's so good at winning tackles winning interceptions he just wins the ball back in dangerous spots he does here Hosechu with a great shot that forces the save. Cisnero slams home the rebound. One thing I want to talk to you about in the next segment, the prospect maybe of Sosa playing center back with uh, Hosetu and Ibarra in front of him in a double pivot. It, it, it's a very intriguing possibility for Atlanta United, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So 2-1 Atlanta United in a very eventful first half hour, and then in the 36th minute, Ronaldo Cisnero secures his first half hat trick, but it was Tiago Almada's ball that played him in. John is on with a new kid. It's a left-to-right goal kick for Shuttleworth. Played into the box to Franco. Foot back to Shuttleworth. Line of confrontation, 20 yards from goal for Chicago. John in the far corner, giving it back to Shuttleworth again. Now he takes a touch, scoots it nicely down the middle to a bar. Shuttleworth was fouled behind the Shuttleworth play Shuttleworth got hit by a four off the ball. Driving down the middle. It is sent ahead to Cisneros for the hat trick. He's into the box. Shot, score! There's, there's two things I love about this. First off, the, the ball through – three things there's love about, I love about this. The ball through to Cisneros, perfect from Almada. Just absolutely perfect. Cisneros dribbling Slonina and beating him, getting the hat trick completed, and then Bobby Shuttleworth wanting to fight afterwards because Bobby Shuttleworth is 50 yards from his own goal, wanting a piece, hobbling out there but wanting a piece of a four for hitting him. Whoever the AR was on the far touch line, we don't get those specific assignments anymore because Major League Soccer has taken away a very important piece of resource for us. But um, I'll leave that editorial comment for later. Um, <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Mind-blowing for me that they've condensed. Anyhow, uh, whoever that AR was probably saved Bobby Shuttleworth from uh, – 
what what probably would have been a matching red card well, for Chinonzo 04. It might have saved Chinonzo 04 from some embarrassment, too, yeah. because Bobby Shuttleworth wanted to, to drop the gloves literally at that moment. And I love that about this team that we're seeing at times. They they You need those moments. Right. When, when you're dealing with the adversity you're dealing with, when Shuttleworth has to come in for Gazan, when you're dealing with what this game was up at that point, you get the third goal. He, he got clocked. I, I do wonder, when we saw that clip of him on, on, on the monitors in our booth, I do wonder if he got hit below the eye because it looked like he had a little bit of a shiner. He, he didn't fall down on his own. I mean, no. that's for sure. No, no. He, he, something put him on the he ground. He took and, a hit, and he <laughs> wanted to lay a hit right. afterwards. All right. 3-1 at halftime, Atlanta United. Uh, possession a little more tilted towards Chicago in the second half, as you would understand, with Atlanta United playing with the two-goal lead. Chicago really does uncoil, though, at the end. And in stoppage time, they get hit again. Brooks Lennon for the fourth and final goal of the game. Four Added minutes. This is rolled down the middle to Almada, pivoting in front of center circle, cranking it down the right wing where it's accepted by Emerson Heinemann. Ahead to Araujo in the far corner. Back to Heinemann. Far end line. Cross as Narrows knocked away. Rebound. Score! Brooks Lennon! And Atlanta United is going to win it as they set a season high in goals scored in MLS. That was the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana Energy. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 today. Uh, there was a deflection on that uh, Lennon goal, obviously, so no assist. But you could have maybe even added Cisneros in there for a possible assist, and then you'd be talking about three goals and an assist for him tonight. Yeah, that was that would have been a little bit of a gift from the uh, scorekeepers. Yeah, well, uh, we'll take. I, I, I think Ronaldo was quite happy with his yes. final stat line of the night, and Atlanta yes. United should be too. 4-1 winners over Chicago Fire. We'll take your questions and comments on Twitter right after this. Send them in to us at MikeConti929. And at Longshu and the full-time report continues in a moment. 4-1 Atlanta United over Chicago Fire on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
from the city of Chicago as Atlanta United remains unbeaten in this stadium against Chicago Fire. They're five for five against Chicago in league play. Fire did get them in a U.S. Open Cup match here in We don't talk about that. It's not a good day. We blocked that day out. 4-1 win uh, this evening here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on a day where Atlanta United also lost Miles Robinson to an Achilles injury, and um, it appears as though it is serious, but we'll wait for confirmation on that. want to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total is currently $4,000. Okay, let's get to your questions and comments now on Twitter, and there's still time for you to send them in to us at Mike Conti. 929 and Longshoe, at Longshoe, excuse me. Uh, Shiva says, I have such mixed emotions, so happy for a win. We deserve it. But I can't believe we have another major injury to a major player. Let's turn this luck around. They did on the field today, and and that's the part that they can control. Um, I know that there are narratives about another injury and narratives about why and everybody trying to come up with an explanation well, honestly, there might not be one. It's just it is something like Andrew Gutman said. I've never seen anything like it with the the kinds of injuries it is. You know, teams have injuries and, and teams have a bunch of players out at different points. I've never heard of a team with multiple season ending injuries like this and, and maybe three of the same thing. That is not a contact thing. It's not an overuse thing. It's It's just it's a fluky thing. But and it, this is the just the difficulty of team sports and professional sports is you have to keep going and you have to find a way and if you ever questioned Atlanta United's mental strength and you know just guts well you got answers today because it would have been very easy to stay in your feelings about watching a, a, a stalwart of this team a superstar in this league go down after what you've already dealt with. And they didn't. They just didn't. They, yeah. they fought through it. But but I, I have to say I'm not surprised. No, and, I'm and, not surprised either. And, and I, I just go back to what we saw during the month of March and the first part of April with all of those deep stoppage time goals yeah. to either get you a win, as was the case in D.C., and as was the case against Charlotte, or get you a draw, as was the case against Montreal. I, I mean, I think they proved in three different situations through March and the first part of April, these guys don't quit. They just do not quit. They keep fighting. They're going to have to find a way to fight through more adversity, Yeah. and you wonder how much more adversity they can take. One of the complicated issues now, we're getting some questions about what this means roster-wise for Atlanta United and what they can do. The problem is the window closed on Wednesday. The primary transfer window closed on Wednesday. So I asked you during the break, and I'll ask you on the air, we've seen Atlanta United use the short-term hardship call-up twice this year. Aiden McFadden, when Osvaldo Alonso had the cardiac issue in Colorado, and then Noah Cobb was called up to the Montreal match because Atlanta United was a little bit thin uh, with Sosa being out. Uh, in the midfield so I know each player gets a limit of four hardship call-ups but you even though you have three open roster spots right now you cannot sign another center back because the window is closed correct correct um July 7th is when it reopens and it's open for a month by my count Atlanta United has six more MLS matches before That window opens. Three more in the month of May, two in June, and one in July. Correct. That is correct. Um, So you've got the the flexibility here. The question would be, for me, um, can you, and this is a part where I don't know because it's a player who is is already under contract to you. It is an intra-club move with Bryce Washington, who was loaned to Atlanta United to, I believe, for the season. Um, can you cancel that even since it's an intra-club move, or is that still bound by the windows? It could be. It very well could be. But you do have the flexibility with those games to rotate through with your short-term call-ups if you need to have an extra player on the bench in those moments. The other side of it is you have Santiago Sosa, who has experience playing center back. And in a four, 
We saw it here early on in 2021 when he played in a three-man back line, and he was playing as a center back early on at times against two forwards when Gabriel Heinze went to three center backs. It was Sosa playing as a center back, not dropping between the lines, playing as a center back. He can do that. He played in a four-man back line at times for River Plate before he came to Atlanta United. So he has that experience. The Bryce Washington question is one I don't have an answer to because if you can cancel the loan and have him on the roster, that solves it. If you have to rotate through, then you've got three more opportunities to call up Noah Cobb. You've got four opportunities to call up Bryce Washington as center back extra depth. You also have four opportunities to call up Nelson Orji, um, who is young from Nigeria, who's been starting Fort Land United 2 and doing very, very well. So you've got the bodies that you can rotate through to have an extra center back on the bench, but you also might have one in Sosa. Yeah, and as I told you during the game broadcast, and I'm not exactly sure I was allowed to blurt it out, but I did. Uh, I apologize for doing so. When I got to the stadium today, I did notice that George Campbell was doing a fitness test. So I, I don't know if that means that Campbell is close to returning or not. Yeah, um, I would assume. I mean, I mean it, it certainly looked like he was running around yeah. with any without any great problem. So if you can get George Campbell back in the mix, then you have one more option that you can work with. But quite frankly, Wednesday night, if the team sheet comes out and it's Alan Fracco and Alex DeJohn, I, I'm not going to be shocked at all. I'm not, I'm not worried about it if that's the case. Now, do keep in mind that Wednesday night and Open Cup and any other Open Cup games before July 7th, those do not count to that short-term call-up limit. That is right. purely on MLS. So if you do have any concerns about managing workload right now, it could be Noah Cobb. It could be Bryce Washington in that match. And, again, Noah Cobb was with the first team for a long period of time. I had an interview with Matt Lowry earlier this week, and he talked about how before the Generation Adidas Cup, Noah Cobb had trained with the first team for two weeks prior to going to play for the U-17s in the Generation Adidas Cup and then coming back and taking the trip to Montreal. So he's been with the group. So if Noah Cobb gives maybe Alan Franco the night off on Wednesday, you could rotate that through, and I would not be shocked if that's the, the pairing. Okay, tactical question now. Mm-hmm. Uh, say you are in Nashville or you're Bruce Arena or you're Caleb Porter right now. You're aware of this Atlanta United situation. Do you change the way you play and go to 3-5-2 or 4-4-2 and try to force Atlanta's hand into going to a back line of three? No, no, I, I, I don't think so. And, and Atlanta might not go to a back line of three in that situation. In fact, in one case this year, they did not yeah. playing against a team that went with two up top. They stayed with the back line of four. Yeah, it's more about the matchups. Um, Pineda is not like Gabriel Heinze in that regard that, Heinze comes from the Marcelo Bielsa school where it was always shift that. It was always have one free man defensively. Pineda feels like you can get the free man in different ways, and I agree with him with what we've seen. We've seen Andrew Gutman at times hang back as an extra player. We've seen the holding midfielder hang back. I don't think you, you make that move because I, I think what you've seen from this team, you don't want to disrupt the midfield and the attack that is really developing great chemistry right now. Well... And that takes me back to Sosa. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of intriguing to me because let, let's say Sosa is able to give you 90 minutes. You go up to Nashville on Wednesday. Maybe Campbell isn't ready to go yet. And you go with Franco. Let's say you give Dijon the night off just for sake of talk. You put Sosa in at center back, and you keep that double pivot with Abara and Josetu. Because, honestly, I think Abara and Josetu in that midfield, that's starting to forge some chemistry. And they've looked pretty good against Montreal and again today against Chicago. Yeah, it's going to be hard to break that up. I think Franco Ibarra has been brilliant for this team since he came back into a starting role. He has really sparked a strong midfield on both sides of the ball. It hasn't purely been the defensive side. Hosechu, I mean, 97 of 100 passing tonight. What more do you want from the guy? Almost had a goal as well. You don't really want to break that up, and you're right. The the solution could be Sosa as a center back to get him into the team and continue on with this. But also, to be frank, the solution could be for Alex DeJohn to keep a starting spot. Yeah. Because Alex DeJohn tonight was outstanding, and he might 
keep that spot. And Campbell could be a reserve. And Sosa might have to try to regain time in the midfield where Ibarra and Josechu are putting a, a big claim down to keep in their spots. All right, one more from at TNT17. He wants to know how sustainable is tonight's performance on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, how sustainable? Considering it is a very similar performance to what we saw in Montreal, to what we saw in Fort Lauderdale, to what we saw against Cincinnati. They're sustaining it. <laughs> yeah, like it, a 10 because this is how they've been playing. The only difference, like, you know, the, the questions are what did they do different? What, what, what did they change? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What changed? They finished. They, they, they finished. Kicking Ronaldo. the ball into the net is yes. what changed. Yes, and it sounds easy, and it's not. And Ronaldo Cisneros changed it because he scored goals. That is the only thing that changed. This is 100% sustainable because of the quality in this team. We just went through all the injuries this team's dealing with, all the problems, all the guys out for the year, maybe another one on the list after tonight. And we still went through all the position battles in the team. Like, that's the, the crazy thing about this when you think that this team doesn't have depth, they do. The, the central midfield, it's going to be a fight for playing time the rest of the way. Center back, Alex DeJohn's not giving up that spot easily. George Campbell wants to play as well. Gonzalo Pineda's already told us. You know, he feels bad when he leaves Campbell out because of how good Campbell has been at times this season. He's been very good. There's still battles positionally. This is sustainable because this team is good. This team has the ability to be great. But changed? goals that's it that part has to be sustainable and that's the hardest part to deal with in this game all right well a busy week to come now for atlanta united fourth round u.s open cup match against nashville on wednesday and then a home mls game against the defending supporters shield winners new england who do not look very much like a supporter shield team this year and they're trailing again to oh they just got an equalizer at home you to columbus it. Well, they still don't look as nearly as good as they did last year. And some word of club turmoil there, too. So we'll look ahead to uh, everything to come next week. Right after this is, again, Atlanta United defeat Chicago Fire tonight 4-1 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time report on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, Atlanta United 4-1 winners over Chicago Fire this evening. Again, Miles Robinson due for an MRI on his Achilles, but it certainly does not look good. And um, I do wonder who the captain's going to be now. Uh, yeah. Going forward for Atlanta United. Alan Franco kind of unofficially assumed that role, though the armband right. went back to the dressing room with Miles Robinson. I I'll just nominate Brooks Lennon. Uh, I, I, as someone yeah. who yeah, no doesn't come off the pitch frequently, um, as someone who might ascend to that role, but it is a question. We'll probably get the answer, an answer, uh, Wednesday night in Nashville when Atlanta United goes to Geodas Park. Look, this would have been, this uh, round of 32 U.S. Open Cup match against Nashville, this would have been a very difficult match before everything that happened today where you score four goals and Miles Robinson gets knocked down. It's going to be even tougher without Miles, but I'm going to be very, very curious to see how Nashville approaches this because they have never been in the U.S. Open Cup since moving into MLS. They've never been in the Open Cup. They have one less day of rest. Gary Smith, the last time he managed a team in the Open Cup, it was the Atlanta Silverbacks in 2015, and completely different situation, a second-division team who got a win in their first game against a lower-division team, went to Red Bull Arena and got blown out by the Red Bulls. I don't know where he will fall on this. Um, I kind of think that I could see him prioritizing the league. They've had a lot of travel early on. They haven't really had an opportunity to play much of their depth. This could be an opportunity to do that. But some of that depth is talented. They just haven't had a chance to play regularly. Somebody like Aki Loba, for example, yeah. who has been fighting to try to get into that team and hasn't been able to, do we see Aki Loba starting for Nashville? There's other players that are very talented who are on that bench that could get an opportunity to show it. And I think Gonzalo Pineda is probably going to have to turn to that a little bit here as well. We talked about Noah Cobb. 
We talked about, you know, some other possibilities here. I, I think you did see a couple of changes in this game with an eye towards Wednesday. Moreno coming off, Gutman coming off. That ends up being a really good one with Wiley taking a knock. So you're going to see two squads that are somewhat rotated, but I think you're going to see two squads that are filled with players who want this on the pitch yeah i really i don't think it's going to be a lineup that is all that dissimilar to what we saw up in kennesaw i mean there's going to be one obvious change miles robinson mm -hmm. will come out uh but i wouldn't be shocked to see ronald's uh, excuse me ronald hernandez get another start as he did uh in kennesaw i would not be totally shocked if tyler wolf got a start i don't know if he'll play central or out on a wing um but i would not be shocked at all to see that uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Amar Sandich get a start yeah. Wednesday night against I, I wouldn't be shocked if Rocco Rios-Novo got a start in that game either to no, get him again. I, I think you almost have to. Yeah. And it's nothing against Shuttleworth. You just, I mean, shoot, the way things are going right now, you never know. I mean, he might need to be ready to play as well. Okay, so uh, here's what we've got. Wednesday night, 7.30, we'll be at the brand-new Geotis Park in Nashville for the U.S. Open Cup Fourth round, Atlanta United and Nashville. Full radio, 7.30 for the pregame show. 8 o'clock will be the kickoff. We'll do a full-time report as well. That is Wednesday. And then a week from tomorrow, Atlanta United hosting New England. That'll be a very early kickoff time, so be ready for that. We'll be on the air next Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time for the Five Stripes Countdown. 1.30 will be the kickoff, Atlanta United and New England Revolution. I want to thank you all for listening this evening. Our engineer was Miller Pope. Our producer was Dylan Matthews. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. The final score again, Atlanta United 4-1 over Chicago Fire. And we will see you Wednesday night from the Music City here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs>